Hey there, and welcome to Behind the Line. I'm Tater, also known as Zephyr Greywolf. I'm uh, Trempale, aka uh, Lelagraf. And now Dewalt. Oh, I thought yeah. I was going to get an introduction. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm not important enough for that, so I'm Dewalt. I am the GM of Berlin. All right. Nice. Yeah, not, welcome. not special enough. Yeah, I don't intro Maybe people. Maybe next time. Maybe next after the season we had, I understand. I'm probably on the hot seat anyways. <laughs> I mean, if you finish behind Yellow Knife, you know, you got to go. Hey, we did good this season. Yeah, for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Neither do I, but... <laughs> it just started happening, yeah. and I was excited. It definitely didn't happen because of a certain linebacker, did it? I, I feel like I had a decent season, and I wasn't ready for this already to be thrown at me. Uh, cool. <laughs> Three sacks. Three sacks. As a linebacker? As a linebacker. To, to be what fair, I have an interception in there, and... Wow. One uh, tackle for loss. I didn't know? realize we were just gonna make fun of Tater, but I'm I'm ready for this. No, 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 all the time. Oh yeah, I don't know what you've obviously never heard this podcast before, <laughs> but that's why I'm here. It's Jesus. Uh, two penalties. I had 110 Tater. tackles. Okay, I'm Tater. Yeah, those are rookie numbers, man. I assume that I am in like a middle position, so that when twelfth, twelfth in tackles. What do you want from me? I'm sub 1,000, okay? Uh, Our our 350 TPE linebacker had uh, six sacks. Rub it in. (laughs) I don't don't even... What? With six (laughs) sacks and uh, 101 tackles. Okay, okay. But were they all against Yellowknife? Because, like... (laughs) (laughs) It's not fair that I can't have all these sacks against the team that gives up all these sacks. Like, that's just how, how it you, is. How are you doing in practice, then? Are you at least feasting in practice? Uh, totally. <laughs> okay. So just for, uh, you know, to give you um, a bit like of an outlook what your stats could look like, um, I found Bam Bam McMullet from Berlin, 933 TP. You have 932. Uh, you want to guess how many sacks he got? I'm hoping closer to 20, because that's my goal. Uh, 13, but and 15 tackle for loss. 127 tackles. He even got... No, he didn't get an interception. He got that one. But yeah. Bam Bam, Bam like, said an excellent No, career. he had an interception. My bad. At every TPE level, Bam Bam. I, it just must be the user. Manix just had an awesome career. It's been a... No, he didn't have an interception. But yeah, you have, uh, you have to step it up. I, I just if don't. Wanna, if you're gonna beat Pasta, you have to step it up. How do I lose to a turtle? He isn't even active anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't even active, and he still kicks your ass. He had five interceptions. What am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> so just for you, Dewalt, they uh, Pasta and and Taylor have a bit of a bet going on. So um, hang on, what is it? I'm I'm looking up the contract right now. The but, more more sacks than interceptions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ah, shit. That means our color rush next season is gonna be um with a a turtle with a wolf's head in its mouth. <laughs> and I'm one hundred percent behind it. This I is force Shelly to make that. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm already looking forward to it. And yeah, I That's... think it's 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 gonna be beautiful. That's going to be fantastic. Jelly is a master graphics worker. Yeah, he said he's stuck in a train. Otherwise, he would uh, on the podcast as well. He's a bit tipsy, so that would have been perfect. I, I didn't even know Pasta had beat me this season until literally just now. I was going to make media at some point about it. but So for anyone that doesn't know what what's going on, uh, since Pasta and I started together, we have a, a competition. Um, we can't bet money on it because ISFL won't let us bet money against each other, which is probably good for me. But 
we were both linebackers, so it started out as a sack competition. But then he switched to a free safety, so we did sacks versus interceptions uh, at a ratio of about four sacks per one interception was our was our math based on who was good at the time. So we were like, all right, well, the linebackers, the best linebacker had this had five or had 20 sacks and the best safety had five interceptions. So we used that ratio. And then in Pasta's like first season, he had six interceptions, which was stupid. Yeah, it was was pretty nuts. Even when he switched to like at linebacker, he kind of won against you. Yeah, he he switched to safety and you do expect him like as a rookie coming in as a safety. You'd expect him to, to at least like suck a little bit compared to a linebacker just coming. He just dominated. Yeah, so it's... it's uh, I've lost every year except season 34. We actually tied. <laughs> but this time, it's the first time it actually counts because uh, Turtle's actually getting sick for it. Yeah, this time it was built. it's been built into our contracts by our respective teams now. Yeah, I looked up the contract class. It's uh, collage logo will be a turtle's head in his mouth, like I said. <laughs> what gonna, is this ridiculousness? It's going to be beautiful. I'm here for it. How is a turtle even allowed to play football? How is a wolf allowed to play football? I at if least you want to go that way. <laughs> at least I can run and hit people. He's just a turtle. Okay. Have you ever played Mario Kart? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like a, use the turtle. You know, yeah. a vicious snapping turtle, maybe. Oh, in the trenches between O line and D line. Oh my god, <laughs> there's some ankles getting broken there. But yeah, we um, to come back onto a topic we don't really have. Um, last time was season thirty three that we talked, so there's been a lot happening. Um, Baltimore was just champions, you know. Gotta gotta rub it in. I didn't um, think you guys would make it. I, I said you yeah. would make it, like, in my predictions, because, well, I always root for people that I like. So I was like, all right, I'll say the Hawks, because I don't think Yellowknife makes it. So I'm going to say Hawks, and then they're not going to make it, and it'll be funny. And then you guys did, and I was like, i pretty upset I, I about this. <laughs> I believe in you guys. <laughs> I, th- but yeah, I was... think uh, for me a big part of that surprise. I think uh, Frick Garoppolo, I think, wasn't around as much in '33, right? Like, yeah, he just just, just became inactive. And so that was I was concerned because it seemed like everybody was peaking at the right time, um, but with the quarterback maybe not being around, I was like, well, I wasn't so confident. But everything else around the quarterback was so good. It was kind of those things where I'm like, do I just buy into total TPE and like how the team's doing? Or, or is the quarterback going to bring the team down? Um, but then oh, yeah, I think we were, yeah. Rick got a nice update in. Yeah, we were stacked. He's at uh, 1.1k right now, and that's the highest. So he, there was a lot of potential for him, 100%. But uh, sadly, life got in the way. And uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I believe, happy birthday for Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, not in Germany anymore, but in, in, the, in the US. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Frick. I don't think he's going to listen to this, but he does. So this will be behind the line. Happy birthday, Frick edition. Yep. You got you to... Gotta, that you have a title. I, yeah, so, so it can be our happy title. Happy birthday, Frick. But yeah, I know the season 33 was, was epic. Um, big wins against uh, the Butchers and South in the playoffs. And then the big comeback in, against the Otters. That was just insane to watch. Even at 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. That was one of my favorite games, just because of that fourth quarter. There was, like, so much trash talk going on in other Sim League locker rooms where a lot of uh, the players that I know from both those teams are. There was just a lot of trash talk going on, and then all of a sudden, the trash talk went from one side to the other so quickly. (laughs) I mean, that's why you don't trash talk, even at, like, 24 to 0 in the first quarter. You just... Just talk to the Falcons. And, uh, I mean, OCO's fans should have learned, right? I don't, they have that infamous blow up yeah. against Colorado. Yeah. Funny enough, it was against Infi as well. Uh, Infinite. Infinite. 
I think he was at Colorado at that time. Yeah, always rigging the sim. <laughs> I don't know much about that about the past, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time in in the Baltimore locker room. I'll tell you that much. We have two new emojis. Uh, the score lines was uh, 24-0 and one was 38-24 with five minutes to go in the fourth. Um, that was beautiful. And um, I personally have to say it was the perfect send-off for, for Frick and uh, Hall. Actually, Frick was AFK the year before that, uh, the season before that, because NTG took over as GM in season 33. So it was actually his first season and he immediately won the Ultimus. That's pretty sick, but yeah, it was the it was the perfect send off for Hall, and uh, he's kind of inactive now as well because of family stuff. Yeah, and then season thirty four happened, um, where I took over, and uh, we start the season off zero and five. Shame, shame, yeah, going from ultimate champion to zero and five. Gotta love it. To yeah, me, we lost. Yeah, we lost like two people, two core people from the defense. What were you about to say? Well, I was going to say, to be fair, Chicago had that same problem uh, this season. They Did they lose a lot? They started out... Early in the season. Yeah, they started oh, out like 0-5 yeah. in the season. Oh, yeah, 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 and they came back, yeah. The ultimate hangover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they started 0-3 little... and then 3-3. Get a little to have a little too much fun. Chicago, they probably had a little too much malort. You know, you just not the season sneaks up on you. Yeah, partying too hard. Know what that feels like. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but yeah, that was season thirty-four was rough, and uh, but we turned it around. Kinda finished uh, with the same record as Yellowknife, which okay. uh, doesn't speak loudly for Yellowknife. I, season 34 wasn't really our season. Season yeah, 35 yeah. was better, but that wasn't really our season either. Yeah. Hang on, what did you twice in that season? Whoa, whoa. Let's, let's check it out. Here we go. Why are we looking at Tater's oh. season 34? Actually, season 34 was five fine because I tied with pasta. Yeah. yeah, five stacks. Yeah, not bad. 113 tackles. So this was a down year then. Oh yeah, this season thirty-five was not. It's not been my best. I've definitely had better seasons. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've had better games than three sacks and one interception. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably every single uh, DSFL. Well, I, I mean, even in my uh, rookie season, at one point, I was not the uh, was lower in the depth chart on. Yellowknife, so I wasn't really doing a ton, but then we switched some stuff around because I had gotten bigger and we added me and more or something. I don't actually know how it all works because I don't know how the sim works, but all of a sudden I just had like a, and I think it was an interception for a pick six and like four sacks in one game. Yeah. And I made a, that was my play of play of the week or player of the week week. Yeah. That's my only one. Oh, did you guys, uh, do you know who you guys picked up in the draft, season 34? Uh, I vaguely know who we picked up in the draft. Oh yeah, you have to know one, because first pick was Rev. Yeah. He's a great guy. Well, wait, we picked Rev up last season. Yeah, yeah, last season, not this season. Not this season. So, sorry, I thought we were talking about season 34, so. Oh yeah, so yeah, in season 34, I know we picked up Rev, and he's been pretty active. Um... We also got Dom Domful. I don't know if that's how you say a name with that many consonants in it. But, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in he's in Madden League as well. Yeah. So we we picked him up. Um, and he he's been around in the locker room. I I don't know how uh, active people are with update pages because I don't stock my team updates. But they uh. I thought you were gonna say I don't update anyways. Uh, Domful is in the Minnesota Ducks war room. Oh, okay. So very active in there. Nice. Yeah, he's That's good to know. He's active in our locker room, so I was happy with that addition. Um, I don't know who'd you guys get in thirty-four. Do you want to go first, Dewalt? 
Um, no, I would like to find uh, <laughs> more information because I'm looking back well, well, and talk. it looks like our sites aren't as updated as I'd like them to be. Well, I talk, I'll just link you and yes, I'll please. tell you that we picked up uh, Stein Cop Corning, which mm. was uh, an insane pick. Um, what pick did yeah, you we get him at? at? Three. And to be honest, the three picks, like my favorite was Anthony Stark. Which is, uh, um, he's, he's the community, community head. Fuck, oh, what was his name? Anthony. God dang it. Anthony this is Stark. Anthony this is pretty Stark embarrassing. Is, oh my god, it's on my, it's on my <laughs> Um, Anthony Stark is... Teon Scaven? Oh, it's... No, Teon, no, no. Shivari. Uh, oh my god, how did I miss that? It's Teon. Who is a former uh, hawk, so... Yeah, Teon would have been... Like, Teon was my top one pick, but after that it was Stein, and then it was like two or three other people that would have been all... Oh, except Anthony Stark would have been all available at three. And we just went with the, the, the best pick. I think it was... For us it was between... Uh, Stein and Regina Ferraro, who was I don't know the username. Sorry, Regina. it was Baron. I think it was Baron. So far as yeah. it was between those two, but it was it was a good choice because uh, he helps me with uh, sim testing. I've been showing him what I know, which is not a lot. Um, yeah, he's been he's been picking it up and scouting and war room and all that. So it was a really and second round, we picked up uh, Titi Juana El Gringo, who's the commissioner, right? From WSBL. Oh, yeah, he's right. my, yeah. my my boy. He's your GM. Yeah, not, that was a great pickup. He's not as active, but. Not uh, GM anymore. Not GM. Now that he's got all the commissioner duties, but very, yeah, yeah, very good too. user, very active user. Yeah. Makes sense to not give him GM and commissioner. Yeah, and after that we had uh, LSM, which is which we switched to a linebacker. Uh, he's not as active, but he's uh, Baltimore Wing of Honor. Hmm. So like, either way, and then we picked up uh, Duke Marriott, but he's sadly inactive. Oh, that was and that could have been a really good pick. I was surprised to see that uh, Duke. I think an early retirement from Colorado and then a recreate just to go IA. Um, but still around, still talks. Uh, yeah. That could have, I mean, that's well worth the risk. Yeah. I don't know. We had, I had a different pick I wanted to do, but I was asleep and NTD didn't know that. So he picked uh, Duke. And I forgot to add into the scouting sheet that Duke told me he's going to go IA. <laughs> so. That wow. was uh, that was bad on my part. I don't quite remember who I wanted to pick out of the left. It might have been like... one of the Bondi Beach guys. I'm looking at sleepers and I'm not sure. I mean, uh, we got Edward Coates in the last round. Uh, it's really weird. Edward Coates, Coates always responded to me on Discord and all that, but he never did anything on the side. Like, he never. It was weird. <laughs> Like, he was always reachable, but just he said he was talking about it, he was interested, but you know, never nothing you will, happened. You will find that you always have some of those players, and there's not going to be anything you can do about it. <laughs> All right, who um, did who did Berlin pick up? So this is a big draft for us. Um, we actually S34 during the season. We actually did a lot better than we expected to. Um, given kind of what was going on with our team, uh, the season before we had traded away, um, you know, our franchise QB and laser, um, he didn't really want to go through a rebuild as a GM and as a player, he was hoping to get some rings. Um, spoiler alert, that ends up going very well for him. (laughs) Uh, but we, we were okay with that. So we, we moved him, um, picked up an extra first, uh, got a couple of good pieces, uh, being, uh, our franchise quarterback and, and now, uh, my co-GM and Rapid Eagle, and then adding another uh, just important piece of uh, Vaxlair um, to 
has been great in the war room actually and just uh, a big piece for the team at wide receiver um so we're, we're starting the rebuild here and i'm really focusing cornerback which was a terrible idea this draft um <laughs> as you mentioned Tayon, uh ace McAllister, uh cab corning all going early and actually uh four key, uh four cornerbacks on the first yeah that's uh, and, rough and, yeah, it was it was bad. I think Swanty had just retired. Um or Swanty just retired um the season before. And then um and then we were just just in regression trying to figure out some way to replace people. Uh we got ended up not going cornerback, ended up going linebacker <laughs> Johnny Delusional, um, who is the user BJK man, um, who has been around the league for a while. I think their last player was a um, a very good kicker for Sarasota. Um, always on the ballot for kicker of the year. Um, we have since moved them to cornerback, so we, we filled the need without having to worry about it too much um, in a roundabout way. Um, yeah, and, then, um, and then I was doing some scouting kind of on the clock, actually, um, and reached out to Lance Jack, who I think we assumed wanted to go back to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and just had a really good conversation with him. Um, and, and it's basically in the middle of the conversation, I realized I really want this player on the team. So we shipped out, uh, what ended up being an S 36 first, um, and picking up Chicago's, it was Sarasota's S 36 first from, a a trade of, uh, Nick Caper Collin, Caper Collin, uh, to Chicago to get Rab the Crab. That was, uh, one of the best, not, not one of the best, but it was a really great scouting conversation i have i think we instantly clicked as well but the problem was that we have two uh one plus uh one ktp running backs so we had absolutely no need for him yeah but it was it was one hell of a it was a really good conversation and and we kind of you know think thinking about the move up so rad the crab at, at pick 14 um was fully capped um, was kind of falling down the board, I'm guessing just due to position. Um, but I don't think a lot of the other running backs in this draft actually w- were true running backs. Um, from the scouting conversations I had, a lot of them wanted to play fullback. Um, yeah, and we so, had P-Money, for example. Yep, P-Money. And then um, Alaris, uh, who ended up going to Colorado in the, in the second round, I'm going to say, also wanted to play a fullback. I think their name is Triple Option. Um, yeah. or early first pick of the third, and and so it was like okay, we we needed a running back. We thought Go Tank was originally going to leave for um, Orange County, who Go Tank had been very upfront with us about that. Um, so we picked the running back of the future. Um, and we also was pretty sure Colorado was going to bring back Lance Jack. Um, at round at at pick fifteen, right after us. Um, yeah. should we not have made the trade? Uh, and I hope that was right because right after the pick, or as soon as the trade was posted, Colorado put their pick on the block. <laughs> Funny thing is, the exact same thing happened in this draft. We traded up to 14, picked up G, and Colorado draft, uh, traded out of 15. <laughs> the snipe, and both of them running backs too. Like I was... I seen you guys make the move, and I seen the pick go on the block, and I was like, "That's twice now in two seasons." Oh, poor guys! <laughs> and what an ex- excellent pick too. I liked I liked G a lot. They were very very well received in our war room, and had running back been a higher need, um, maybe would have been stronger conversations. But that that's an excellent pick too. And um, you know, I think I don't remember if Colorado figures it out or not. But uh, if they still need a running back, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have one on the block, you know. Oh, just, just well, putting it out there. I think they don't like they don't they don't have any strong ties to Colorado, right? Um, well, they yeah. weren't like quarterback there twice and a former GM or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already talked to Colorado, but they said they're not like then the rebuild. They can't really use him. Same as yeah. you. No. Yeah, uh, exactly. you know, toxic, toxic user, that infinite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just real concerns for them in the locker room. He's a handful. 
Uh, so I talk a lot about our first rounders. We did draft uh, Ali O'Donnell, a wide receiver in the second rounder. That's um, I, I it's a lot of people just call him Flex, but it's spelled like Felix. Oh, um, yeah. Good user or established user. Um, probably a lot bigger in other leagues. Um, not an ISFL main. Um, they kind of dropped off their earning a little bit this year, but um, you know, we'll keep them under contract and see. They were very upfront. They'll probably be a wide receiver too. They're not going to max earn. Um, so I was okay with that. In our third and fourth, we kind of just, um, you know, took who was available. There wasn't a lot. Addison is exactly how you described your pick. They, um, they'll message back, but they don't seem to earn, but that's okay. There's, yeah. you know, there's room for everybody. So, well, uh, but that was, that was it. It was a good, good two picks in the early round. Like I said, still waiting on flex to, kind of take off but uh just another another big step forward and in, in our rebuild and you know trying to do it with later picks because we're you know a, a blessing and a curse we're overachieving but we're trying to rebuild so it's it's tough yeah 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 that's actually in in hindsight i think we should have uh tanked after that one five start before uh, so it's hard to do. It is hard to do, yeah. But I would have just chucked it. I mean, Yell and I tried to do that and you made the playoffs this year, right, Tater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> started 7-2 and then they actually started to try and then it all went downhill. <laughs> we waited till we got our hopes up to start losing. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, to end up uh, or to to round up season thirty four, you guys made the playoffs with the managed to yeah. beat uh, Sarasota. Yeah, so completely unexpected. We yeah we made the playoffs. I think you know we still had some very solid pieces. Um, you know, uh, AW coming over from Honolulu in the trade was still at you know a point they were very serviceable. I ran a kind of a conservative offense around them. Uh, and they just spread the ball out. Uh, you know, I'm looking at this nice win we got over Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. He just he just spread the ball out a lot. Troy Abed kind of carried us. Um, at the wide receiver position, Goat Tank did. Uh, Goat take like things, and the defense just kind of hung in there, and um, it ended up a very good season despite all expectations. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't even think it was probably good game planning. I think it was just pure luck. So even if you expect to do bad and you think you're going to do bad, you, uh, the sim will do whatever the heck it wants to. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just happy that the Butchers won that season. Um, <laughs> for, for no certain reasons. It was, <laughs> the it was the first win, right? So It was. And, and for, you know, a franchise that's historically... Um, I wouldn't yeah. even say underachieved. That's historically just not had a lot of success. Um, it was just nice to see them win. I just can't say anything nice about uh, the CC. Uh, so I guess I'll just say, like, good job, Crody. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was it was great for them to to win their first one. Let's say let's let's say that. Yes, that's something. It was it was good. It was good for the league. Good for all the you know. Like I said, that's it's nice to see new teams win. Um, when I first got to the league, it was I think Orange County was the dynasty in the playoffs every year, championship contender every year. So I think I think we've got a little bit more parity, and it's nice to see that. Yeah, yeah. It's in my opinion, like there are some teams that are like really tough to beat. Doesn't matter if they're in like start of rebuild and rebuild in full prime. They're always tough to beat. And for me, that's, uh, well, Arizona, obviously. Um, Sarasota, for some reason, is always tough to beat. Um, well, Honolulu, because they're stacked right now. But those three teams, when I go up against, and Chicago, actually, Chicago gave me headaches when, when I sim testing. It was awful. It was, I don't know, it cost me probably an hour or two just sim testing and getting mad. Yeah. There's, in my opinion, there are some teams like, or from my experience, uh, or from from what it feels like, there are some teams that are like 
for some reason for us really tough to beat and then there's a team that we just smash for some reason it doesn't matter if we have like a good game or a bad game we just smash them every time and it's and it's weird do you do you have the same do you want um that's a tough one um i almost always we actually have had some good seasons against sarasota like this past year um we had a I mean, our overall season was okay. Just missing out to uh, to Yellowknife on the playoff spot due to some tiebreakers. Um, so they were the real thorn in my side this season. But we actually had a, what I thought was a good season in Sarasota. Um, when I feel like throughout my GMing career, they're always just ready to beat us, um, at least in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, looking at S34, I think, when we when we got that... My four? I'm at 32. Uh, in our peak, Sarasota beat us twice. Yeah. Um, and they That's were nine high. and seven team. Loss and high. Yeah. It's just it feels yeah. like they're just always, at least in the regular season, always just beating us. Um, even when you know they brought up Frost and I was he was a low TPE QB. It was just something. Um, my first season as a GM, I want to say, um, ISFL GM at all. Uh, I was the Baltimore Hawk GM. Ooh. And uh, I think we had a chance to go to the playoffs. Oh, maybe it was the second season. And Sarasota returned like a kick, had a kick return and punt return touchdown and, and just crushed us. And ever since then, I just always expect to lose to them. I don't know what it is, but they just have <laughs> our number, or at least mine. Yeah. And a little throwback uh, London and the DSFL just ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have I have one little tidbit about season thirty-four. Um, I saw one of the worst or game most game deciding performances I've ever seen from a quarterback. Um, Jimmy just turned the ball over. I think. Um, so it was it was kickoff for the other team. I think they scored a field goal. We pick up the ball at our own twenty-five. First throw of the game, pick six. Or it was a forced fumble. I don't know, either one. At least we lost the ball, they scored. Second drive of the game, same thing again. Interception or forced fumble, either one. I think it was an interception. So we're starting off like 17-0, 14-0. And then uh, we entered like the second quarter. It was always in our own. Like if you if you have the red zone, it was always in our own red zone. And he managed to throw a pick on almost every single drive we had from that point. It was insane. The game was decided by like start of the second quarter. It was insane. I can't find the game right now, but it was it was so weird. It was. Is it, uh, yeah. is it the one against Orange County, fifty six to twenty one? Uh, be. Brickos three touchdowns, four picks. Is that this season? Uh, you said I thought you said thirty. Oh, no, 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 yeah, 42, 48, 42. Um. No, no, those are offensive touches. That has to be a worse one. <laughs> Austin, maybe? No. Peter, can you imagine looking for a worse, uh, a worse one than that, where a quarterback goes three, three touchdowns, four picks? Yeah. I like that. It that's was... like no, that's a good game compared to this one. <laughs> what I've seen in testing, you don't want to know. Jimmy G's uh, is a loose gun. Loose weapon. <laughs> He's got the looks. Oh my god, he throws so many picks. I mean, just look at this season. It was, it was nuts. He had, uh, I mean, he, he crushed everyone in touchdowns with like 50, uh, 45. But then he throws 19 interceptions. So he's highest in touchdowns and in interceptions. It's insane. It's giving me a headache to work around that. I can't work like this. You get what <laughs> you pay for. Or something. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I might have been... Oh my god, I'm an idiot. I was in 34. One of these days, uh, Jimmy G's gonna, like, take off his mask and it's just gonna be Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna start eating the W with his 30 pick, <laughs> you know, his 50 touchdowns and 50 interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Orange County, 56-21. to 21. The game, you, you said 56-21 to 21 versus Orange there was like four picks he might have had yeah. a couple of fumbles four picks. yeah yeah i looked at season 35 where we uh 
lost 48-42 oh, against them. You know, always fun games against Orange County. But that game was just insane. He literally threw that. If you look at it, if you look at the box score, it's touchdown um, Orange County, touchdown interception uh, Orange County, touchdown four-yard run, and then it's 21-0 in the first quarter, and then they put another touchdown up. It's insane. Like, the game was done 42-7 third quarter. It's yeah, it was it was mind blowing. I think I turned the game off at halftime yeah. and went to bed. I probably should have not never stayed up for that one. But yeah, that's the thing when you watch the ISFL from Europe. Um, where were we? <laughs> no, that's that's a very good point though. Nothing like staying up late. You know, if you're if if you're not, you know, it's all U.S. time, so staying up at one, two a.m. So many times you see it just to see the blowouts. Yeah, yeah, miserable. Yeah, when you go like fourteen zero down and in the first quarter, you're like, "Fuck, does I stay up?" <laughs> well, and yeah. on the season thirty four note, I still at season thirty four have not seen a had not seen a playoff game ever in my. I have a season thirty two create, and as of season thirty four, two seasons in ISFL, one season in DSFL, never seen a playoff game. Jesus, and if you look at pasta and we already got a ring right yeah, well <laughs> made the ultimas in season 35 again yeah you should have gone to to baltimore oh that's ooh. so should've, should've. let's not, be clear not, not you should should have wolfie wolfie Tampa. The, i i think he's allowed to talk about a trade that was on the t- uh, potentially on the table isn't it if it wasn't on the table for long i can tell you that much I think it was. I'm interested in Tater. It was. I'm interested in Pasta. That was question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't think that will happen anytime soon. I think you signed like a a seven year contract. I don't. Was it? I don't. Seven I don't season, know. Six season. I, I definitely. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I, I'm a wolf. I sign whatever they give me if there's like cheese on it, like. <laughs> I saw I was... it was just peanut butter on a cracker. Just like, sign here, and you can have this. <laughs> it's just like was... ooh, peanut butter. You know, was... you you you've never been domesticated. You've never had peanut butter, so it's like the wolf's first experience with peanut butter. Like, sign me up. Whatever I have to do to get more of that. <laughs> My wolf is very domesticated. He uh he was raised on a nature sanctuary where he was kidnapped by. My hockey player from SHL and several other SHL players in a giant media piece. So then, when I came here and I made him, I wrote my his media piece here of his perspective of essentially just being kidnapped by humans and then living in a human world, and then coming to play football. You have too much time, man. <laughs> I I think I have like a 2,000 media piece that's just like Zephyr training in the woods, going to the grocery store to pick up groceries. Going back to the condo he lives in, like just like living the life of this this giant wolf, <laughs> moving to London to play in London, right? Like, yeah, he getting beat oh, by the, a turtle. Well, the werewolf, he, London. Yeah, it actually Ooh. is called America or Canadian Wolf in London is the name of the article. There you go. Because I have nothing to do except be ridiculous in sim leagues. <laughs> But I was what I was trying to say earlier. I was I saw that you were becoming a free agent, and I was I was waiting for the day that I was able to actually talk to you and actually talk to you about a, a trade and signing for for Baltimore. It was great. I was so looking forward to it. In my head, I had you convinced after like two sentences. And I wake up one morning, Yellowknife signs Tater for like six seasons. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Well, that's done. That's done there. Yeah, that was. But it's obviously great for you and Yellowknife. Yeah, yeah, they, and they've been good to me. Like that's what they asked me. They were like, "Hey, so someone's asking about a trade. Are you? Do you want to go anywhere?" And I was just like, "I don't know." Oh, that, that's I... sneaky though. That's sneaky though. They didn't tell you the team. I they did. They did. I okay. uh, but 
I was like, I, don't, I mean, I, and I was pretty straight up, right? Like, if if you said we would like to trade you, I would say I would. If you're gonna trade me, see if you can get me on the Hawks. Like that would be my yeah. uh, my stance. Like a reverse tamper. This is crazy. Ooh. You never see it. <laughs> <laughs> Has a non non trade clause, except Baltimore Hawks. <laughs> yeah, can't trade except Hawks. <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah, certainly paying dividends though. I mean, look at the how do how do you feel about the steps that Yellowknife has ta- taken though? I mean, this is the best season in a while, and you know, uh, Parm is still high up there in TPE. Yeah, I I I'm actually pretty excited for the next couple seasons um you know I'm, I'm about to hit my stride as far as like getting to that 1k getting my traits locked in because i'm most of my stats are either maxed or basically maxed and so I'm, I'm gonna cash in on some of those uh traits and see if there are any of them are worth anything but we've got we've got a solid running running back at least a solid running back one and pretty pretty solid wide receiver one, so I don't I don't know if we're as deep as I would like to be. Uh, we lost Lane a couple seasons ago, as as everyone in the league knows pretty publicly, and I think that was a little hard on our wide receiver growth. But I think we have a chance to be pretty good. We might not be as deep as other teams, but I think we'll be. In like a, a quick hit and run, I think we're still just as just as good as a lot of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm checking right now. You have young guys, cornerback for a rookie. Well, not rookie anymore, but thirty four. Mm-hmm. And uh, I totally forgot about K. P Money. Like we we picked P Money up in the season thirty four draft. I forgot because he was there the whole time, so it wasn't like he came in and was new. He he's yeah. always talked in Yellowknife. Yeah, he's a fullback, right? Yeah, I said that's the thing is too is he's a fullback, so you'll see how that goes is maybe increasing touches. Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good combo because you have Ref who's gonna be a receiving back yeah. and then the fullback. Yeah. So you can probably move around a bit. So you have like we've been running uh a running back as like third receiver for like season three seasons, probably more. And it's been working, I think. So that's definitely something Yellowknife could look at with being the fullback as running back one in certain sets. I don't know, extra receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I know we had a little bit of sim trouble this season that it took us a little bit to figure out uh, something with the way the sim was slotting in we players that we didn't have assigned. Uh, yeah. Which was, I mean, it was on us, right? We didn't assign someone to a role that should have had a role assigned to it in a set, so the game decided who played it, I guess. Oh, okay. And, I mean, that could have potentially changed things, because we saw a couple of our big interceptions come off of those sets. Yeah. And maybe if we had had the people we wanted there, there, it could have changed it, but, I mean, everything's a coulda, right? So, could have turned out that we accidentally, you know, had... cornerback in our running back position and it so you know whatever but <laughs> could have had my second ring yeah well yeah no, no yellow knife looks pretty good right now yeah at I mean, least they're looking young and that that you know you talk about the depth i think there's a couple of wide receivers both of which seem to be doing okay you talked about dom earlier and then uh i've seen isidore before i know that's not a you know, I think that's a recreate user, so there's potential there at that wide receiver spot. Yeah, I think we'll grow pretty well. I I like that I think our team is hitting a pretty solid stride about when I'm going to be hitting my peak. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've got a couple seasons until, until regression starts, so it has me excited for just be basically being able to be in a position where our new and growing players especially on defense might not have to work as hard because i can cover more um i mean (laughs) unless we look at my stats but uh (laughs) 
you know, that's but my stats aren't as good these seasons is because I'm taking a slight step back and letting the rookies get their feet wet and get more experience um, on the defensive end, you know, getting their sacks and their tackles and whatever other stats are important to us. Let me look up the yellow knife stats. Then. I don't want you to do that because, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we look at bullshit on that one. <laughs> you had that nice captain C in your name. I seen it when I was looking through. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's important to make sure you're, you're being a leader, not being a selfish player. Right. That was a good. You should have went with that one, Tito. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I forgot I was, uh, forgot I was captain. Because my season thirty four wasn't was decent, right? Like we talked about, it was better than this. So then all of a sudden we go to the vote and for captain, and uh, I don't even remember who I voted for. But I'd never vote for myself for for anything because I don't like voting for myself for things because that feels we like sketch to me yeah. if it's like yeah i'm the best but somehow i ended up being captain and i was just like well i'm here i am <laughs> said my ia do you do you have an ia captain no yeah oh. yeah no yeah but we don't talk about our captains because our captains at least uh one of our captains left in see every season or the oh. last two seasons. Wow. Yeah. It's not because I'm so awful, such an awful person. Time to give Infinite Captain, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone will trade with him then. Nah, we lost. Um, um, we lost Lip Gallagher. Oh, fever. Is, yeah, Fever, who is uh, went to Honolulu. Actually, season thirty-four, we had we had Big Slammer as well, who came from Honolulu to us to uh, get some stats. Um, yeah, he was kind of annoyed that we didn't get the start we we kind of wanted. I mean, if you start off zero and five, then kind of kind of shit for free agent that comes in, I guess. But um, he did get some decent stats, not as good as he wanted to, but. Uh, he did get some good stats again when I want to look at season 34. And then ended up right back in Honolulu. And then he went right back. Yeah, he got, hang on, season e, uh, 34, he got 15 stacks. That's all right. That's not not good, but not bad. And, and uh, yeah. Moonlight's always had very successful players. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm, I think Moonlight was, was Moonlight Franklin Armstrong? Would either of you know that? I don't, I don't know. We're not old enough okay. in the league yet. Yeah, that might be a, a little past your time, but I think it was Moonlight who was Franklin Armstrong, who was like the Orange County quarterback, who was like still getting MVP votes at like 500 TP. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think when they created as uh, Big Slamu, uh, they just they I think they wanted to be called up right away. Like they wanted to see stats. I think they have some very lofty goals for this player and. Uh, you know, rightfully so, seeing how their last player just had just an insane career. I mean, I th I'm I'm certain Armstrong's a Hall of Famer and probably would be considered one of the greatest players in ISFL history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was ad very adamant about like numbers, and I'm kind of uh, embarrassed to to say that, but I kind of fucked up when we did the season testing because in DSFL. You can have 100% rushing. In the ISFL, you can have 75% rushing. So, what I accidentally did was I tested with 100% rushing, got like 23, 24 sacks per season on both of our outside linebackers, and told them, look, this is what I've tested at. This, this might be what you're looking at, maybe. Worst case, you're looking at like, I don't know, 18 with the defense we have, because we had on the other side, we had Sheriff Woody who was also KTP. He finished with 19 sacks, actually, which probably didn't help uh, a Moonlight because he got 16 or 15. So um, I kind of fucked up there and told him he would get more than he actually could have. When I tested with 75% again, he was at... Uh, he was still. I was still getting like seasons with 22 sacks, but it was more rare than with the 100%. So, yeah. 
I really felt bad about that one. But it's rigged. Rookie GM mistakes. Yeah. It's rigged against us pass rushers. Yeah. I don't feel you know it's so much. I don't feel so bad about that because I think no, I don't. I'm not dead set on like strats and like that makes the biggest difference. I know that there's big swings, um, but this sim I'm more open to like just kind of doing what makes a little bit more sense and I don't feel the need to test as much but I would I don't think there's a single team in the league that's probably not running 70% you know max mats blitz rate I don't know you could probably tell me since you do more but I think every team's pretty much running 75 um there are some teams that are running less on like um stuff like fourth and long I think it was uh San Jose and I actually tried it this season as well because I heard of uh, a bug that sends out one too many defensive bags on a blitz and then you're completely run. So I heard about that, that but that must have been DSFL stuff, 100%, because you have to blitz with 75% everywhere. It, it just makes more sense. It's just better reducing it. I actually had a, a really interesting conversation with... Um, Oh my god, Krunk? Krunk. Yeah. The uh, Arizona manager at GM who does the uh the Sims there for the last nine seasons or ten seasons. And uh if we know one thing about Arizona, they made the playoffs in every of those nine like that. Um so he's pretty good at, at Sims and uh yeah, he told me a bit. Um didn't want to give away too nicely, but he told me some stuff like what to look at in the in the guides, how to read it differently. So, for example, I think the only thing I'm going to give away is that there's a reason it was limited to 75%. So you have to run with 75% because obviously the higher you get, the better. Otherwise, 100% will. That's at least a different way to look at, for example, the, the guide you have for some testing. Just as a, I think as that's a absolutely correct. Same, same reason. Um, I think uh, Gunslinger QB got a nerf originally or they 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 messed around with the numbers for for passing and i think gunslinger qb because the stats were just um off the charts which i think you've seen a lot of teams uh especially at their peaks just go air raid offense just send send the ball throw the ball spread it around and um and just see how that goes i think that's yeah. been one thing that people have taken advantage of in the in the transition i think that that patch must have i think they Somebody asked about it, and they shared testing stats where um, the quarterback at the time was Ben Slothisberger um, uh-huh. of of New Orleans, and I think they tested, and they were getting like fifty eight hundred yards and fifty plus touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that was early on that people realized how just how buff passing really was in the Sims. Yeah, it must have been like season twenty eight because that was came in but uh yeah if there if there's one thing to know about new orleans or not new Orleans, sorry uh arizona is <laughs> they've had uh i think since pib came into the league they've had automated testing yeah um which is uh i think something that most teams have available to them at this point but uh they were certainly the first team to have it i think besides london really that's the old sim though that's no this is the new sim okay like i know he's he's automated testing uh in the new sim but i like told people told me that uh, not a lot of people managed to yeah it's it's the new sim is pretty limited on your on your testing ability i mean they you can automate it um i'm not sure how to do it because i don't care about testing as much in the large batches um anymore but in the old sim everybody had it i think it was called the um like the quick ketchup or the fast mustard, depending on the swim style or the the sim style, <laughs> which is just some ridiculous names. But uh, testing in three hundred game batches was uh, was really quick. You could do it in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. History for you youngins. Yeah, we're looking into it. Hopefully, we can can manage to do it. He gave us some hints, but he didn't completely give it away. Um, yeah. Infi Breda Infi uh, brought up a good point. It was it, he said it was kind of sad that those things aren't shared anymore, like they were in the old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can also get it that you don't want to give opponents the competitive, like to give away your competitive edge, uh, advantage, not edge. 
But yeah, we got completely off track again. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good thing for you know for yeah. some people who might listen to it and you know a little bit of what's changed in the league and you know maybe why some teams might see an advantage. But uh, you know while they're testing, Arizona also has been a, a hot spot for free agents over the years and um, and drafted very well. So yeah, a very good team. Very yeah, they actually got one of a one of our safeties. Um, let me lie. Was it season thirty-three? I think he moved the season before we won the... No, no, he was on our team season 33. So he actually won the Ultimates with us. And then he left for Arizona. Oh, that's a shame. But yeah, um, free agents are a big thing. And I think... Um, or like one topic we could talk about, which I think is really interesting. How does um, San Jose compare to Honolulu? Because I think San Jose got a lot of really good free agents but so did honolulu and how did honolulu become so good as they are right now and how did seno say to be mean bottle it like do you have any idea how that how that came about was that just sim luck well tater do you have any any thoughts on that before i kind of break <laughs> it down I'll, I'll look a little bit but, um, i think i have some opinions um but i'd like to hear what you know i i kind of see the the GM side of things uh, and the chats going on the conversation. So I'm curious from like a, a perspective, uh, your thoughts on that. So from purely a player perspective, uh, I have felt like San Jose has had a similar trajectory to like Yellowknife, but I think they did it shorter. They, they had a shorter time frame through instead, instead of drafting more of agent free agents and I just don't know if that ended up panning out for them in the long run. Whereas I think that Honolulu has done really well with drafting. But I don't pay a ton of attention to teams that aren't mine or the Hawks at this point. So that's uh, like my upper level perspective of seeing things that happen on the site without spending any detail or knowledge looking at any of them. Yeah. Right. I think that's I think that's good, you know, because and there's a lot of people who don't you know see who goes on the block or you know they might not know who the um, who the aggressor is in maybe trading and or, or kind of what goes on behind the scenes, you know, what teams maybe know they're gonna have a player that's probably gonna leave, so they put them on the block or um, and all that stuff. Uh, I I think both teams draft very well. I think that's a similarity they have. Um, I think. You know, just they they get good players that are active in the locker room. They stick around. Uh, you know, they make the most of their picks. There's nothing that really sets you back more than like missing on early round picks. Um, I think Honolulu has been very aggressive. Um, when it comes to making trades to filling out the roster. Um, I'm you know looking who, at their. Oh, go ahead. You know who uh, Honolulu are in real life. No, the Rams. Like a, a right copy of the Rams. They, <laughs> they trade That's... a lot. They haven't picked in the first round for. I've been looking at season 30, 35 draft, season 36 draft, they didn't draft in first, season uh, 34, season 35, they didn't. It's funny. That just came to me. Sorry to complete. No, I think, I think that's a perfect uh, comparison because, you know, looking at their team, uh, we talked about they did get fever, and you said that was free agency. Yeah. Rough was. Um, and then, uh, but they've traded for looking at their budget, uh, their budget right now to look at their team. Um, they've made trades for a dude man, Cade Williams, who's a capped defensive tackle. Um, they traded for, I believe they ended up trading for Boom, who's Buffalo Hunter. Yeah. I don't think that yeah, was that... a free agent acquisition. And then, um. That was cheap, though. That was a fourth, I think. That was very cheap. Uh, traded for Bailey Kawabunga, who's uh, Joe, uh, who is a really good user and media uh, media head. Um, they ended up getting them right at their peak. They're a 1,200 TPE wide receiver. And then um, Laser, who, you know, we ended up trading them uh, just because we were ready to rebuild and... Uh, I mean, I think Laser, I don't know if he set the all-time TPE record, but was right on pace to do so. Um, and they got him, I think, early on in his regression. So they've 
uh, and, and gave up a first to do so. So they've been very aggressive. Um, a couple of key free agents, but just, just always finding just established players um, who've shown they're going to earn TPE. Um, where SGS is kind of the opposite. Um, I think that they've done a good job drafting players, but that, you know, you talk about that big free agent pickup. Um, I think they're doing that very well. Uh, where they're they're trying to be a little more uh, aggressive on that side of things. Uh, they did get um, Sam Youngman, who is now in um, Berlin, signed with us. Um, but they got him right at his peak um, and paired him with Walkers and Becks. Uh, yeah. So so they got that big free agent package and took took a step forward because of it. It ended up um, not paying off dividends yet. Um, but they, they seen the opportunity, Bex and Walkers, uh, friends in real life, um, really established users, you know, uh, Bex, former commissioner, Walkers, former GM. Uh, so they, and then they targeted those key players and then Dulio, um, was looking for, uh, his player goal was always to play for a lot of teams and hopefully make hall of fame. Um, but they gave him an op- another opportunity to check a team off his list. And, um, he's a good user himself being a former GM. Um, of the Baltimore Hawks. Yeah, good. Great, great user. Um, so it, it was kind of different. One targeted one big free agent class, and the other has just been very aggressive, moving draft picks, making trades. I mean, it's paid off. Paid off for Honolulu. It'll be interesting to see how um, how it goes with San Jose. Um, but I, I think they're doing a great job, and I know uh, CK's been around forever, so very knowledgeable, and um, I know Russ. Russ drives the bus, being you know an ISF, ISFL GM for probably about four seasons now. Um, is doing a great job with that team and making sure the locker room's active. And yeah, I think they'll continue to get better. But yeah, just kind of two different styles. Yeah, what I find amazing is when you look at uh, Honolulu, they have uh, nineteen people in their in their uh, team, run, and sixteen of those. Are above 800 people. That's just insane. That's 16 people on your team who are in their prime, to their prime, or just out of their prime. It's insane. It's they're so ready to win. If they don't, like they they lost out to the Ultimus last season or the season season 34. They won it this season. I I 100% bet they're gonna be in the next one. And if they play it smart, maybe in the one after that. But that one is debatable. Because at some point, I think it's going to implode like the Rams in real life. They have to at some point. As someone who just went through that, um, if you kind of look at some of Berlin's seasons, as we were hitting our peak, uh, we made aggressive trades to add Goat Tank um, to add um, for a season, maybe two, um, JQ Jr. Yeah. Um, in, you know, I think we ended up trading JQ, not getting the value back, which um, which was fine. Uh, but what you find is when you play for those peaks um, and we fell short on like Honolulu. So ours didn't pay off as well. Um, the, the ability to replace those players is so difficult. Um, you're really hoping for large Reddit classes um, and, and just large draft classes because all of a sudden you need depth and you need to hit on um, two or three draft picks to really turn it around. Otherwise you're always going to have some hole that you're, you're trying to fill with a, with an IA free agent um and so that'll that'll be the challenge in the future for them is how do they how do they all peak at the same time and then how do you rebuild and, and build that team back up yeah oh, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting how long they to see how long they can continue i don't know it's gonna be interesting we completely edged this conversation oh i'm here <laughs> yeah, i i like the history i don't know as much about the league and how things function uh like you guys would because i mean i don't even watch football in real life like (laughs) i watched the super bowl but i don't know anything about football relatively speaking other than what i've learned in sim leagues yeah you don't have to know that much no the uh wolverine studios makes it it does a very good job to make sure it's not realistic at all (laughs) (laughs) oh the yeah, that's, I have nightmares of the punting. 
so frustrating. It was really bad this season for Bolton. Really bad. But yeah, let's let's not get into that one. It's gonna keep me up at night. Yeah, no, we'll we'll save your uh, nightmare fuel for the next uh, next episode. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna you're gonna do something better and go like next time you play uh, Yellowknife. I mean, I don't even have to. When's the last time you guys have even beaten Yellowknife in a game, though? Like, oh, we um, we might suck, but at least we have 13? the Hawks number. Week thirteen, uh, week one. So okay. and preseason, we swiped you. Okay, swiped so you. I knew you beat us at week one. I thought we won week thirteen. So nah, no, that's no. that's uh, no, 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 no. I should have checked before I trash talked yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the confidence. He's, he's, he's backtracking that one. We 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 won every game in season thirty four against the Hawks. Yeah, I just looked that one up. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so not because of you, but yeah, you did. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> did you get a sack in any of those games? Uh you guys actually gave me at least one of my interceptions last season because you guys were just throwing them to everybody. Two sacks against us. <laughs> yeah, season thirty-four. Not a good one. Yeah, I don't. It's an odd correlation that a bad season for you is a better season for me. But <laughs> I mean, we finished six and ten in season thirty-four, so it wasn't wasn't good for you guys either. No, it definitely wasn't. We both <laughs> we both finished six and ten, did we not? Yep. So Hawks and Yellowknife have finished with the same record the last two seasons. Because uh, you guys were 8-8 eight eight this season with us, right? No. Nine. We got the one uh, the one seed. I'm really salty about this. I am so salty about this. Why? Do, I just don't even look at stats and I make claims and then I'm wrong and this is what happens. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Alright, well, we have We've used our time, so uh, whoever has to listen to this, I don't want them to listen to it twice as long. Um, I want to thank yep. thank Dewalt for being here with us and chatting and sharing knowledge of things that I would never Cost have known. replacement. Yeah. Can you put a turtle oh. shell on next time? I just need that. <laughs> I need that comfort. Um. Yeah, that'd be... Uh... That's no problem. Just talk to my agent and let them know that's a request and they'll charge you accordingly. Uh, no, thank you guys for letting me join. I I love popping on the podcast, honestly, because it's always a good time. Um, and I had a fun time talking to both of you. I, you know, I've obviously seen you around the league, but, um, you know, it, it's nice to get to, to dive into I dive into it more. I'm used to uh, Hill just popping in my DMs and trying to get rid of Infinite. So Try, uh, Trying to trade to Nola. <laughs> yeah, trying to trade Nola, which I would gladly give you their picks, but they're not mine to give away. I already have one of those. Um, I'm working away there. It, it was a great time, and I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, yeah, awesome. Well, then we'll, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, we'll be happy to do this again in the near future if you're uh, if you're available. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, maybe in half a year around yeah. that time. Hopefully sooner than that, because I would like to be able to afford training this season. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was about to make that joke. 